This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. And welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer. If you'd like to hear more information about our show today, for listeners in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva number is 262-729-4128. For listeners in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Feel free to reach out to us on our website, www.kramer investmentservices.com spelled K-R-A-M-E-R. And while on our website, you can view the last couple of podcasts by clicking on both the media library and radio tabs. For listeners to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, you can view all of our past shows. You know, reach out to us if you have any questions, if you'd like to schedule a face-to-face or a Zoom meeting. We're just here to help. So our topic today is going to be on bear markets. Do they lead to recessions? Um, but before we get into that, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, it's been a while. How have you been? Yeah, it has. Uh, good to be with you again today, Jim. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm doing great. I've had a, a great week. Uh, I had a good weekend with the family, and we had a lot of fun. The weather's been pretty good, a little warm, but uh, I've been getting outside and uh, just, you know, working, keeping busy. How about you? How have you been? It had a really nice weekend, but before that, it was just getting over COVID. We were supposed yeah. to go on a trip uh, with my family, and uh, the day prior, I tested positive. Uh, my partner, she tested positive the day prior to it, so we had to reschedule that trip, and yeah, oh. having COVID's not fun. I know you and I were just talking about it before. Yeah, in fact, we had COVID at about the same time, So, um, and I'd never had it before. Uh, the Either. rest of my family had, there's five of us, you know, in the house or was, and at that time, you know, the, when COVID hit and, uh, everyone else got it, I never had it. I always tested negative. And then, uh, a couple of weeks ago, about three weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, I tested positive and I was really fatigued and had all the symptoms and just, uh, I'm glad I feel a lot better now. I'm, I'm, I feel about a hundred percent. How about you? Yeah, me too. I just feel a little bit tired. I do a lot of running, Tony, as you know, and it's just, I could still feel it. Like it's still, it, it still is affecting me a little bit, but I, otherwise than that, I feel completely fine Sure. at this point. So that's awesome. Yeah. And it's so, summer. Yeah. And it's summer, which is good. So what mm -hmm. are we talking about on the show today? So first off, we're going to talk about what is a bear market, Tony? And that's simply defined by when the stock market in general drops by 20% or greater. If that happens, which is, it just happened this past week, we are now in official bear market territory. So uh, the S&P 500 year to date is down just over 20%. We have the NASDAQ stock exchange, which is having a really bad year, down 29%. 
The Dow Jones Industrial is looking pretty good this year, down 15.5%. And for me to say 15.5% is looking pretty good, it's actually pretty sad, uh-huh. uh, really. <laughs> um, and then the the we are having an historic downturn to the U.S. bond market, which is down 12% year to date. That's not supposed to happen. Typically, if the stock market is down, bonds are, you know, to be up a little bit. We're not seeing that at all this year. We're seeing a flat uh, we're seeing negative stock market returns throughout the globe. Uh, the bond market is not doing well. Uh, things are struggling right now. So, and then mm-hmm. the, the, the thought here is that the bear markets, do they usually lead to a downturn in the economy, the recession, essentially. This is what we're going to talk about today. Okay. So yeah, we've been experiencing a lot. There's a lot going on out there. You can't look at, you know, the internet or a news site, uh, anything without hearing about uh, the bear market, the market drops, inflation, and it all ties together. I mean, uh, it is interesting. We are in a bear market and a lot of people are wondering, is this going to lead to a recession and will the, the Fed, they're raising interest rates, will uh, that push us into a recession? So uh, I think it's really good. I mean, obviously the stock has been crazy lately, right? I mean, we're down overall for the year. That's why they call it a bear market, right? That's right. So of the last um, the of the of last bear markets we've seen over the last 50 years, there's been a total of six of them. And now this one that we just have seen right now is the seventh. And five of the previous six ended up turning into recessions. And a recession is simply put, the gross domestic product decreases for two consecutive quarters. And the past quarter, we saw the U.S. GDP uh, go negative by one and a half percent. If that continues in the second quarter, we're officially in a recession. Uh, but yet most economists don't think that's going to happen here. But let's let's go back to the previous uh, bear markets. Going back to the early 70s, I know you and I, Tony, were the same age. The oil shock uh, that oh, happened. Yeah. We saw oil prices go up significantly in the early 70s. OPEC capped the supply of oil. President Nixon at that time then capped the price of oil, which ended up being a tremendous shortage of supplies. And so if you remember, mm-hmm. Tony, we're, you know, we had a station wagon back then and we're waiting in line uh, for <laughs> yep. a really long time in this uncomfortable the station gas wagon. Lines and the yes, gas it was, crisis. I that remember was the first that. one. Yeah. And then the because inflation was so high throughout the 70s and early 80s, the Federal Reserve at that time, led by Paul Volcker, did some very aggressive interest rate hikes, sort of like what we're doing right now. Uh, It turned the um, it it actually helped to, to fight inflation. But we had a recession as a result of that. And the stock market went down over 20%. Uh, there was another one, Black Monday, that turned into, in the late 80s, turned into nothing. Uh, but then we had the technology stock drop uh, from 2000 to 2002. Uh, that's the dot-com bubble. And then the worst crisis that I think we've had in our lifetime was the 2008 debacle, the financial crisis, which really led started in 2007 to 2009. And then most recently, the coronavirus lockdown. But here again is another one that we're seeing uh, seven times here. And five of the previous six ended up in a recession, which gives it an 83 percent chance of a recession occurring. 
That doesn't sound too uh, optimistic, does it? No, uh, that doesn't sound good at all. No, I mean, doesn't. So, so what? What can we do? What's uh, what's oh, for, going on? So, what I want to do is is first. I want to give some positive spin to this because I okay. just led here with some pretty negative information. Right. We generally look at the U.S. stock market as a leading economic indicator. It tends to show what the future is going to be. But when it comes to recessions, it has a terrible track record. As it turns out, the start of bear markets may anticipate economic slides, but when the bear market actually arrives as measured by the 20% downturn, the recession has already begun. In only one instance, back in the technology era bust that we saw in the beginning of the, of the millennium, did we see the amounts go negative. Typically, the bear markets did not lead the economy. So when we saw the stock market drop, it typically was lagging the actual downturn in the economy. So when we normally think of the stock market dropping like this, it's typically not ahead of time. It usually happens after the effect. So, so when we look at this, it tells me that we can't really rely on that as a good economic indicator. And if we played around with the numbers a little bit, instead of, let's say, instead of a 20% dip, uh, being defined by a bear market. What if it was an 18% or larger uh, downturn in the stock market? Uh, instead of having six prior bear markets, we'd have 10 prior. Uh, we would have had 10 yeah. prior bear markets. And in really, if we change the definition of a of a uh, recession from two consecutive quarters being down in the GDP to three consecutive quarters being down in really only four of the previous 10 bear markets, would we have actually had a true recession? Mm. So if we, wow. if we play around with this, you know, we can see some light at the end of the tunnel, the tunnel, and there's some differences to this situation that's different than all the other ones that we've looked yeah. at. Yeah. So in reality, it's the seventh bear market in the last 50 years. But if you if you skew the numbers just a little, in fact, I just read recently, Jim, that um, in major election years where there's a lot going on or a lot riding on the election, uh, mostly presidential election years, but sometimes um, the midterms, which is this year, are major elections, which it's pretty big this year. And a lot of people are focusing on it. Uh, in, so in years with major elections, before the election, that year is usually down by the markets down at least 17 percent. That's interesting. And 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 usually after the election, the market uh, will go back up. So the market being down isn't necessarily um, it, it, it's historical that it does. It is down in major election years. So that's an interesting thing. We, we say elections don't really affect the market that much, but they can. And uh, obviously, history shows that it has in the past. Um, I doubt that's a coincidence, but we are in a unique situation with a perfect storm where we have rising inflation, uh, market volatility, rising interest rates, and supply chain issues. So right. um, it's kind of the perfect storm. Uh, but it is good that there's a brighter side. And obviously, uh, when the market goes down, the, the brighter side is you can make a lot of money going up because usually it, then you go back up and hit record highs, have record increases. So if you're putting money in when it's down, 
Uh, you know, and that's that's dollar cost averaging. If you're buying when it's down and it goes up, obviously you can uh, make money and, and make up for, for losses, hopefully, right? That's very, really good, Tony. That's exactly right. So let me give you some more positive information on this. Obviously, inflation is going up. That's not good. Uh, it went from 8.3% in April to 8.6%. But that's mainly due to food and energy prices. When we look at core inflation, which is everything but food and energy, the actual inflation rate for it is come down. Uh, in March of this year, it was up to 6.5%. It dropped to, in April, 6.2%. Now it's at 6% right now as of the last reading, which is very positive uh, to that. Um, the reason why we have this much higher inflation is because gas prices are up 49% year over year. And we see this continual rise to food prices. Food prices are up 10% year over year, and it keeps rising. And with food, we've had a lot of um, extraneous issues that have happened this past year with drought in uh, South America, in Asia, causing some food shortages. We also have had the bird flu. You know, we've had some abnormalities happen in Europe. Obviously, we've got this terrible, terrible war in Ukraine. Ukraine is a huge food producer of certain products. Um, all of these things have, have caused additional uh, supply chain problems than what we see in, in some of these other industries. But the gas prices here are up extensively. And in the U.S., prior to the Biden administration, we had about 13 million barrels a day being produced in the United States for oil. Uh, today, we have about 11 and a half million uh, oil uh, barrels per day being produced as of March of this year. So we're over 10 percent down in U.S. oil production. Also in uh, OPEC, they about just a couple of years ago, they were producing close to 34 uh, million barrels a day. Now they're down to 30 billion, uh, 30 million barrels a day. That's a lot. Uh, but it's still a significant drop in oil production. And then, of course, with this war that we have going on in Ukraine, um, you know, this is supply chain shortage. Some of this could have been averted. And certainly if U.S. oil production can rev up, if we can get OPEC to rev up their oil production and hopefully get this crazy war to stop in Ukraine, we would see a significant drop in inflation. Without the Federal Reserve doing anything, we would see core inflation go down because 6% is very high to begin with. But a lot of these industries, Tony, are all affected by oil prices, especially in the transportation industries. It is absolutely affecting everyone. Uh, also, food prices would come down quite a bit. And we're still going to have some higher than normal inflation because of the number of workers that are no longer in the workforce. But this is this is the major crux of it. So then as we look at what the Federal Reserve is doing, they're raising interest rates. They just raised it 0.75 percent uh, from one percent for the federal funds rate to one point seven five percent. Now, that's going to cost uh, a lot of businesses um, higher uh, interest rates on their loans. A lot of these industries, especially in food and agriculture, uh, they live on debt. That's a big part of their business. They have a cash flow issue, so they need those loans. A lot of manufacturing does, a lot of small businesses do. So you're making it even harder. Um, they're, they're at war to try to get as much uh, 
as many workers as possible. So they're raising their wages, but with inflation as high as it is, they can't they can't raise it as high enough. And especially now that you're going to add that extra burden on the businesses, that's going to be a problem. And we just saw um, uh, new home sales fall by three and a half percent this past month. Uh, part of that is, I believe, is due to higher mortgage rates are up to now 5% or over 5% on a 30-year uh, mortgage at this point, much higher than what we've seen over the past several years. Um, but this this energy issue here, this is the biggest crux of it. And if oil production can go up in the United States as well as OPEC and we get this war over with, you know, right there, we're going to be cutting down tremendously inflation. So the this is where it gets into the fear here of a recession as the Federal Reserve starts continuously increasing interest rates at such a volatile time, it's definitely going to, in my opinion, cause a recession, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people, I've heard a lot of talking heads saying we're in one. <laughs> we're in a recession. We'll see what the numbers are uh, and, uh, you know, the GDP and things, how, how that's going. But but you're right. I mean, there are the indicators are there. And uh, we have the conditions for a bear market. And I think that's uh, interesting because um, bear markets uh, can lead to recession. And uh, especially with what the Fed is doing with the interest rates, right? That's right. But the, the this is why this is so abnormal. We're talking about a recession and yet we're at a near 50-year low to unemployment. Right now, yep. the unemployment rate is 3.6%. That is at a 50-year low at this point in time. So we typically will see unemployment increasing before even a bear market happens. That's the way most of the time we see this. And we're not at that situation at all. And for the Federal Reserve now to respond to inflation in such a way as to jeopardize you know, what we've accomplished with unemployment, it seems to me like they're singularly focused on destroying inflation and damaging everything else along the way. It's a scorched earth policy if that's their whole goal. And I would I would hope that wiser heads would prevail here and that they calm these rate increases right now because it's something I, I feel that inflation will start to come down regardless of what the Federal Reserve does. That I don't believe that that action is warranted, but um, they can make it even worse if they have this thing go into a recession. Yeah. That's true. Uh, it could. And so people are concerned about that. And what do we do? What can our listeners do? We're talking about the bear market and uh, recession. So what do we do? Well, this is where, you know, talking to a financial advisor, a financial planner, uh, looking at your situation, looking at your time horizon, when are you going to retire? Uh, if you got a number of years to go, I typically recommend you stay the long course. If you have a few years before retirement, if you're in retirement, it's a different subject. We want to stay the long course, but we want to make sure that we have your investments in certain uh, buckets, that a certain portion of your money should be more in safety. If a certain portion of your money, can we can look long term and look at uh, being into something like the stock market, but it's all gonna be dependent upon your risk tolerance, your income needs, and so forth. Uh, every situation is different, uh, but this is definitely at the time, if you haven't done that in the last couple of years, is sit down with a financial advisor, including myself, 
you know, I'm here to help. I do a lot of these meetings with people, people worried about, can I retire? When can I retire? Uh, what about the situation now? What should I be doing differently? These are the things that we go over uh, daily with our clients. Well, I think that's great. And is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? No, just for callers in Wisconsin, our Lake Geneva number 262-729-4128. In Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Reach out to us. We're here to help. All right. Sounds great. And really great show today. Great topic. Uh, do bear markets lead to recessions? What's going on out there? I'm glad you gave us a, a recap of uh, what's happening and what we can do. Always work with a financial services professional. Great show today. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representative representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.